the 8th of February, 2007, episode 65. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Last week, we covered a few methods of drumming up business for freelance, but what if you also have a need for a full-time job? Is there a method for success in this situation? Actually, there are several, but today we're going to look at one method in particular, and that is enlisting a creative placement service. Before we get started, I just want to throw out my couple of comments as usual. Uh, Again, this show is, is really progressed by you guys. That's those of you who are listening. And the way you can do that, the way you can help out this show is to tell anyone that you know that has any kind of interest in design, tell them about this podcast, tell them about quick tips for designers as well. If you're a viewer of that one, but just get the word out there because uh, I don't have a budget to advertise this show anywhere. Uh, I do pick up press every once in a while. And actually our next thing on the list is, is really going to hopefully help us out with that. But really the best way is just for you guys, you guys can really tell somebody else about this show. If you listen to it and you enjoy it and you pick up certain things from it that help you out, then you're really the best person to be telling other people about it. So I'd really appreciate it if you help me out and tell a friend. The new campaign that I'm I'm going to start here, and I actually kind of borrowed this from another podcast that I listened to, and I thought it was a very good idea, but we're going to call this the email campaign. And basically what I'm going to ask you guys to do is just take a couple of minutes out of one of your days and send an email to a publication or a website or somewhere to try and get us some publicity in that website or magazine or whatever it might be. So I'm going to give you an email address and if you could take the time to just write a letter, write about the things that you like about this podcast or maybe just that, that podcasting in general has helped you out. But if you could throw my name in there as well, or the name of the podcast rather, that would be great too. And maybe we can get some kind of write-up or some kind of uh, publicity on a website. And that would be awesome. So the email that we're going to start out with, and uh, I don't know how long I'm going to run this, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month before I give you another one. Um, the one that we're going to use first is for Step Magazine. And the email is Step Editor. And that's all one word at dgusa.com. And once once more, that's step editor at dg. That's D as in dog, G as in God, dgusa.com. And if you can just send, that's that's actually the editor of the magazine. So if you want to send a message to them and tell them how great this podcast is, then that would be awesome. For those of you who might not be able to understand what I'm saying and and can't really get the address, I will have it up in the show notes as well. It will be in a a new little section called email campaign, and you'll be able to just click on it from there and uh, send them the email. So again, a couple ways you can help out the show. Tell the friends and send this little email for me and just let them know that you enjoy this podcast. And hell, you can even make up some sort of form letter that you're going to send and use it for every single email that I give to you. And that would be just as fine because... uh, well, they're going to be different places. So, But if you, if you could take the time to do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. One or the other or both if you do have the time. And uh, let's get this thing going. So today's episode, as I said, is about a creative placement agency. 
And what I'm going to do is I recently visited one of these, kind of signed up for it. So I'm going to recount my experience with this particular creative agency that I went to. Uh, I'm going to leave the names out for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, it might not even matter. There's people out of this country that aren't going to be able to use this same one. And for another reason, as I'll talk about a little bit later, I had to sign a bunch of paperwork. And one of those things was actually that I don't disclose the procedures that this place uses or anything like that. I don't think it's, it's not rocket science anyways, but I don't want to hurt my chances with this company just because I got up here and started talking about the way that they do everything when I wasn't supposed to. So for that reason, I will leave the names out. The first thing I want to talk about is decisions. You have lots of decisions. You may not know it, but there's probably at least a few, probably more than that of these types of businesses in your area. And when it all boils down to it, what these things are, are temp agencies for designers. If you've ever used a temp agency or a temp service, you're probably going to be familiar with a lot of the practices that they use. So the first thing that I did was check out which ones were in my area. Actually, I had been looking at a lot of job boards to see. When you look at job boards, a lot of times you're going to see that the jobs are held by these certain agencies. The employers go to the certain agency and they have them go and find employees for them. And this helps them out a couple of ways. Uh, they do have to pay for this service, but most of the time you're going to be hired at the very least, you'll be a temp to full-time hire. That means you work temp for a couple of months and that way they get to feel you out. And if they don't like you as an employee, then you just get stuck. You get shoved back into the system to where you know, that agency is trying to find you another position and they don't have to feel bad. They don't have to bring you on and then fire you. It's, it's kind of a, a position where you get to feel each other out. So it's advantageous to you as the person going to work for them as well, because if you're working there for about a month and you don't like it, then you don't have to quit and go find another job. You kind of just, you, you tell your agency, yeah, I don't think this is a very good fit. And they try and start finding you another one and then replace you with somebody else at that one. So where was I? I was actually looking for some. I found a couple on some job boards and went to their websites. And there's a couple of things that you can do here. Uh, you really want to feel them out. First of all, you want to see which one you think is going to work the best, which one's going to work with you the best, which one suits you better. It's all just personal taste, really. But you need to go through and maybe find a few of them so that you can kind of see the differences between them. Uh, the one that I chose, I felt was a little more professional than some of the other ones that I was looking at. And actually the way that I got into these things, there's several different ways. Obviously you can just call them up and talk to them. You can just walk into their office and probably be able to talk to somebody. Uh, they do hold appointments, so you might actually have to set up an appointment. They might not be able to meet you right when you walk in the door. Uh, the way that I went about it is I went to their websites and most of them, when you go to the website, you can register on the website, which means you're going to make somewhat of an account. You're going to put up your resume, maybe some other information about yourself, maybe even throw up some samples to their website. And they all do it differently. Some of them actually have a little area where even if they aren't necessarily helping you out, you can put that up there. I'm not sure if they take it down after a while, if, if they're not actually, if you don't become a client of theirs. But um, they usually have some kind of website where you can sign up and do those types of things. And that's what I did. And once you do that, that's kind of like you saying, I'm interested in your company. So, and you give them your resume with all your contact info. So then they call you. 
Well, the first place that I put it up, put up my resume, they called me. Uh, I was actually out sick. Imagine that. Uh, I was out sick, so I didn't get the call when they called me. I called the lady back, waited for, uh, God, I don't know, about a week, and nothing happened. She didn't call me back. I didn't get an email. Uh, she wanted to talk to me about things that I wanted to pursue, what kind of jobs, this, this kind of thing. And uh, I heard nothing back from them. So so that told me that this is a business that maybe I don't want to use because how are they going to find me a job if they can't even call me back within a week? So I kind of dropped that one and moved on to this other one. And this other one is the one I ended up going with. And this is one that I had actually heard about from some other people. So maybe talk to other people that you know who have been in design and maybe used a service like this because that obviously means a lot. If there's a designer out there that you think a lot of and they've used it and they think it was a good idea, then that's that's going to help you in your decision of which one to choose. But I'd heard about this one. Uh, I put up my resume again to the website and they, again, they called me. And the, the thing that really struck me here, uh, I don't I don't believe I got the first call from this person either. I called her back and talked to her and, and she said, actually, even in the message, she said kind of the same thing. I want to find out what you're looking for. But also the thing that, that impressed me, she said, I'd like to have you come in and meet all of the all the agents. The agents are the people that actually go out and try and find you work. I'd like you to come in and meet the whole gang here and we'll talk about your skills and we'll talk about us, uh, our company. And, and that actually said a lot for him, I think. Whereas the other lady was just kind of like, okay, we'll have a conversation on the phone and then I'll try and find you a job. I'm a little more comfortable with actually getting, getting in there getting to know what their company is all about and them getting to know me and what I'm all about, not just what kind of job I want, but what kind of skills I have and all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about that later. But that just really shows me that, that it's a professional service. They know what they're doing and they're going to have better luck looking for a job for me. So that's, that's the one I went with. And that's what really impressed me about them. I actually found out later, and this was surprising to me that, um, the lady actually told me that only, they only accept about 3% of the people that just put their resume up on the website. So basically you have to, you have to pretty much wow them with your experience. So if you're very new and I can, I can attest to this because I heard about this website a long, long time ago, right when I was getting out of school, I did the same thing. I put my resume up, which didn't have much on it. Of course, had basically no experience except for school. I put up a bunch of projects that I did in school and all this and never heard back from them. And, uh, I actually let the lady know that as well after she told me that the, the, uh, figure, but it just goes to show again. I mean, that might seem kind of bad to you because they, they're not going to help everyone, but these people are looking for designers that can work for them and really get out there and, and obviously make them money because they make a little money off of placing you in jobs, but they want good quality designers, people with experience. So, uh, this might not be something that you can get right into right out of school or if you don't have much experience. So, uh, just remember that if you still want to try it, I would recommend calling them or going into the office rather than just putting your resume up on the website. Cause that tells me, um, if you're just going to kind of go around and, and do it that way and put, put it up on the website and not try and contact them, not try and get in their face about it, 
then it's easier for them to kind of brush you off. Kind of like what we were talking about last week with actually going in and meeting potential clients. Same thing with these people. If you get in there and you actually set up an appointment, and you say, I want to talk to you guys, then they can't really avoid you. I mean, it would be it would be pretty bad if they just turn people away without knowing anything about them. So that might be a better way to go. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the actual procedures of this place. I said it's kind of like a temp agency, and I started to touch on this just a second ago. But basically, you sign on with them. You are working for this agency. Even though you're going to be going out to several different places of business and working for them, whether it might be for a couple of weeks or months or years or permanently, you work for this agency. Now, if you do attempt to hire, you're working for the agency for the temporary period, and then you're hired on by the actual company that you're working for. But if you don't do, if you don't actually end up with a full-time job for somebody else, you're always going to be working for this service. And they offer the same kind of things. Once you work for them for a certain amount of time, you get all your benefits through this company. Um, you send in time cards to them and they pay you. And I think usually these ones pay you weekly, but uh, it's either weekly or, or every other week. Um, but it's the same kind of thing. And, and they have certain rules about these things as well. And this goes for any temp agency. So I'm not really crossing any lines, even though I'm not saying the name of this place. Usually when you work for a temp agency, which I did a long time ago, just a regular one, um, because of this, because you work for them, you're not supposed to discuss any details with the clients. You're not to, you're not to talk to them about getting a full-time job with them. And in fact, uh, once you leave the agency, there's a certain amount of time that you're not allowed to work with their clients. So say like a year after you quit with this agency, you're not allowed to actually work for the for the clients that you met through the service. So if that makes sense, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a situation where a lot of times if you work in an agency, they will have something like this to where if you quit that agency, if you're working for an ad agency and you quit, you can't take some of their clients with you because they liked you better. You and this is all in the contract that you sign. You have to find your own clients. Basically, you can't take high-profile clients away from the agency. And it's the same kind of thing. They don't, they don't want you kind of going behind their back and getting a job on your own because that's their job. So that's how that works. The first thing that I did when I went into the office is I had to fill out paperwork. Like I just said, there's lots of things that go along with this. Um, you're being paid by this company. So I had to fill out tax forms. Uh, I had to fill out an eligibility form and bring in, you know, ID to show that I was legal to work in the U.S., which I brought a passport with me. Um, you have to sign waivers, things about things like uh, sexual harassment. That's, of course, something that's uh, in pretty much every workplace, I think, now. Uh, you, you had the, all kinds of uh, agreements. Like I said, there's agreements that, first of all, you're, you're not going to talk to the client's behind your behind the agency's back you're not going to mess with their equipment there was all kinds of rules when you go to these places you're temporary this isn't your computer so you can't be changing the the wallpaper on it you can't be uploading software onto this new computer you can't be downloading software and taking it home and putting it on your own computer uh, these these kind of things they want to make sure that you don't do 
so that their clients don't get annoyed with the process. Because if they had, if they had people coming in for two week stints over and over again, and every time the person would come in and, and mess something up on their computer, then that'd be pretty irritating. So um, you have to sign waivers saying that you won't do those types of things and that you will, you know, keep up the standard of, of their agency and you'll, you'll put a good face on and all that other kind of stuff. So that took about, I don't know, 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. So I was working with the office manager with that stuff, getting all that stuff signed. Uh, also another thing you can, you, uh, actually sign out a form to basically have them direct deposit into your account, something that that's become pretty prevalent in, in every business. But another reason this is important too, if you're doing temp work, they can do that. And also they not only staff for temp work and temp to hire, they also staff for freelance work and freelance can be on site or off site. And, uh, obviously that's, that's a big perk because, uh, you know, as we saw last week, it's not always easy to drum up your own business. So this might be another way for you to find freelance jobs as well. The next thing I did is meet with the agent and actually I met three different agents, but there was one in particular that I guess I'm her client now. And, uh, while they all kind of converge and try and find the best thing for me, she was the one that went through everything with me in detail. And basically this was an interview and I treated it like an interview. I showed up, I was wearing a button down shirt, some nice shoes and slacks and all that. And, uh, I treated it like an interview. Like I said, um, we discussed pretty much the, the, the same things you would discuss in an interview. She wanted to know about my, my skills which we kind of went down my resume and looked at the, the different things that I've done in each of my jobs. Uh, obviously, I've only been in one company, but I've had a couple of different jobs. On my resume as well, I keep my freelance design because that's obviously important. And I also list the the two podcasts that I do because that's very important as well. There's a lot of technical skills that, that I gain and that I hone by doing these two podcasts. So that was on there as well. So we kind of discussed, went through each of those jobs and discussed what my skills are and what kind of experience I've, I've gained from those different experiences or those different jobs. The next thing she wanted to know is what I'm looking for in a job. What kind of job do I want? Um, and this is, this is somewhere where when I, when I, when I first went to this place, I had an idea that, okay, it's time for me to get into a, a, an ad agency or a design firm. And we had to talk about that. And I make pretty good money right now. Uh, for those of you who may not know, if you're new new listener to this show, I work in-house for kind of a corporate company. And corporate companies tend to pay pretty well. They have their, their salary ranges and they stay very competitive with everyone else. They have regular raise schedules and, uh, I've never been an ad agency or design firm. And this is the first thing that I, I kind of told her that this is the direction I thought that I, that I wanted to go in what she told me. And I've heard this from other people before, but this is what she told me. And we're not going to say that this is fact because I don't know. I haven't worked on that side of things, but, but she explained to me that usually designers will choose a path. When you come out of school, when you go to get that first job or maybe your second job, your, your first most serious job, I guess, you're going to choose a path and that's either going to be A, you're going to go the design firm route where you're working in an ad agency or a design firm that, 
basically your main function is taking on clients and doing their design. And they're probably going to be high profile, big clients. The other road is the road that I took and not necessarily that I took it, but it's just where I ended up. And that's in the corporate role world. This could be like the situation that I'm in where I'm a sole designer for a company that's not not too big. It could also be working for a large corporation where they have their own in-house design firm or their own in-house design team. Um, this is kind of where I want to go, I guess, now. And the reason, she, the reason for that is she told me that there's a big difference in between, first of all, being hired for these two different paths, but also how you're paid. And she told me that at this point, even with all the experience that I have, that it still might not be very easy for me to get into that other path and get into an ad agency. Now, it's not impossible, and it's not stopping me from actually trying to get into ad agencies, um, but I can see where that's possible, where I'm going to be coming in, and and they might say something to me, yeah, well, you can come work for us, but you're going to have to start at the bottom. You're going to have to start as a production artist and work your way up. And of course, that's going to mean a significant drop in pay, which isn't something that I'm, I'm likely to do. I, I can't afford to do it. Going the other way, I think, is probably a lot easier if you've worked in an ad agency. You have lots of experience just from one job because you work on several different accounts, and it'd probably be easier for you to get into a corporate environment. But once you're in that, you probably won't want to go to a corporate environment because it's very different. Other differences include the hours. Corporate jobs usually will work, you know, some somewhat of a nine to five. I don't work nine to five. I can basically make my own hours, but I'm not working like 15 hours a day. I'm not working 80 hours a week. Although when things need to get done, sometimes I do have to work overtime a little bit, but in an ad agency. So I've been told that happens quite often, more often than not. Um, just some difference that, differences that she was giving me anyways. But uh, like I said, it, it hasn't discouraged me from looking at that option still, but she's telling me for the money that I want, I'm probably better off to stay on the path that I've already chosen and stay in that corporate world. So there's a very long explanation for kinds of jobs that you might want, might want to look at. But also she wanted to know what kind of industry do I want to work in? And really I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to anything other than uh, telematics or GPS, which is what I do right now because I'm just completely burnt on that. Uh, there's not much you can do creative-wise at that place, which is kind of burning me out creatively, which is why I need to look for other things. So that was pretty much my answer to that. Um, how much of each discipline do I want to use? That was another question. Would I like to? Would I like a job that's completely print? But I like a job that is more print than web, maybe like 70-30, 60-40. I said 60-40 print to web was pretty good. I I am better at, at print than I am at web because I've been doing it longer. So I'm more comfortable with a job like that. So that's what I asked for. Now, when it comes to pay, though, certain things will pay more. As I said, I make a, a pretty good salary as it is right now. And it's because I'm a web designer. That's my main function. So she kind of said, well, if it comes down to the pay and you need to make this much money, would you be willing to do 60-40 the other way, 60% web, 40% print? I said, yeah, that's fine because I need to make a certain amount of money 
to live my life the way I'm accustomed to living it. So all these things kind of play in. And then this again is just goes to show you that they're trying to find out every single thing about what you want, what you've done in the past, what you want to do, what you're capable of doing. And all these things are going to tell them what kind of job that they can put you in, what kind of an employer they can match you up with and make it work. Their job is to not just throw you into the first available job, but to find a job that that is going to mesh with your personality and your skills so that that's a job that you can keep. So this again told me that, that this place, they, the people here really know what they're doing. Uh, as I said, I met a couple of other agents. Uh, one of them had another appointment, so I didn't really get to meet her all that much. Uh, I met another guy uh, who also does the same thing. And like I said, they're all going to be working on this together. They're all going to be searching for jobs for me. So I met this other guy as well. And uh, he actually sat through my portfolio review, which we'll get to right after this. The keys to the game. Our key command for today comes from Bridge, Adobe Bridge. And if you're not using that application, you should be. It's very handy. It helps you uh, scan through all your files very quickly and get things into Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign with a lot of ease. Anyways, if you've ever played around with it, you know that there is a compact mode. Uh, in the non-compact mode, it pretty much takes up your whole screen, which can be annoying at times. Well, you can make it into a compact mode that takes up about a quarter of your screen instead, and it just makes it easier to get in and out of. Uh, the key command for today is actually to toggle the compact mode on and off, which becomes obviously very, very handy if you want to size it down and then maybe go back in and size it back up so you can see the full size thumbnails. Uh, to do this on the Mac, you're going to press command and return. And on the PC, that should be control and enter. So after I had my kind of quote unquote interview with the lady, uh, as I said, I met with the, the man as well. And they both came out. We actually went to a computer. I didn't, they didn't ask me to bring a print portfolio, so I didn't. Uh, she then asked me after the interview process if I had an online portfolio. And I said, yes, I did. So we went out to a computer and I showed it to him. And basically looked on my site, my freelance site. I have a little portfolio built up there. Uh, I explained the pieces. I showed them all the different pieces. We started out in print and... Unfortunately, I didn't have like PDFs linked up to my website. I just had kind of little little thumbnails of them. But I just went through and explained how I made the pieces, uh, who they were for, the result. You know, was the client happy? Did we did we achieve our goal of what we were trying to do with that particular design? Which of course we did because if we didn't, it wouldn't be in my portfolio. But just kind of explained, and that helped explain my my skills as well. Uh, I kind of went through different problems that we had in design and how we solved those problems. A couple of things were uh, uh, trade show booths that I had made. And if you've ever made trade show or large format graphics, you'll know that it's it's pretty tricky because you have to have very, very high quality pictures. If you're going to use photos, they have to be very high quality because they're going to be blown up very big. And uh, one of the things that, that usually happens, especially if you're working freelance or you're working for someone who doesn't want to spend a lot of money, is they don't want to pay for those big giant pictures because they cost a lot of money. So the way I got around that was by making illustrations instead. And uh, that was something that 
looked like it impressed them. So that was pretty cool. Also, the fact that I was showing them that I had done large format graphics before, which is something that not everybody has done. So I've done everything from magazine ads to large format. And then I also went through some of the websites that I've designed. And I chose the websites in my portfolio for a reason. Not that I've done a whole lot of them, but one of them was just kind of standard. And that's pretty much the one that I work on right now. I've also made one that's completely made out of CSS, which is something they like to see as well because everybody's kind of moving towards CSS now, finally. So CSS is very important if you want to get a web job. Uh, I also had one that was made completely out of Flash, and that, again, is, is good to show because it shows that I have good skills. And actually, one of the things she asked me, which was kind of interesting, is, first of all, whether I use ActionScript. And I said, yes, I use ActionScript for... The, uh, the not so much for actually animating things or for creating objects, but I use it to make things kind of work, make things interactive, make buttons work, make um, make things load into other things. If you've ever made a, a Flash website, you'll know that you kind of start off with a master page and load all these other pages into it, and you do that all with ActionScript. Um, but she was kind of asking how I go go about doing that because I actually design things using you know, the drawing tools and the timeline. Not that there's anything wrong like with that, but some people are more the coder type and they will do everything in action script. Some people are more the artist type or, or the, uh, yeah, I guess artist is a good word for that. And they'll use actual drawing tools and use the timeline and do things more by feel rather than by coding it out. And that was definitely me. But, uh, again, just, just trying to get little details about how I work. The whole thing here is, as I said, they're trying to learn about me so they can match me with a potential employer or in the case of freelance work, client. They also told me it would be a good idea to maybe put some of these pieces up on their website. I told you they have their own website where you can register and put some of your pieces up there. So it's probably a good idea to do that because that's what they use to actually go and show potential employers or clients what you're all about, what your experience is, what your skills are, and what you can do. So it's a good thing to have those things to back yourself up. Um, people can talk about themselves all they want or write down about themselves anything they want, but actually looking at pieces is going to tell you a lot more about that person. So that was something that was suggested me to, to take care of afterwards because I hadn't done that yet. The final piece of this, uh, once I was done sharing my portfolio with them, and actually, I forgot to mention that I actually went through a couple of different areas as well. They they hire mostly, or they their clients hire mostly for print and web design. Uh, there's not a whole lot of multimedia work, although the, I said keep that in mind if there's a job that's mostly Flash or a job that has to do with like video production or compositing or anything like that. I can do that as well. There's not a whole lot of that down here in San Diego because it's mostly up in LA where all the movie industry is and You'll find a lot more jobs like that up there. But I thought I would just throw that in there for good measure because every once in a while, something like that will come up. There are video production houses down here. Not that they go through a service like this, but you never know what's going to happen. So something might fall in. Uh, the last part of this was actually taking a skills test. And they have skills tests for pretty much everything. Because they had seen my portfolio and because, you know, all the things that we went through and all the experiences that I've had that I, that I shared with them, they pretty much figured that giving me a test in Photoshop or Illustrator 
or maybe even flash would probably be a waste of time because they already know that I have some some pretty decent skills in those. Uh, there was a question about InDesign because I told I had told them that I had only moved to InDesign from Quark about a year and a half ago, two years ago. So the guy was like, well, maybe we should give you an InDesign test. But it was decided that I probably had enough skills in that as well. So the test that they gave me was for HTML and CSS. And basically this, again, is just to assess your skills so that they know they're not going to send you off to a job doing something that you don't really have skills to do because that's that's making you a failure as well as them because when you go out and work, you're really working for them. You're reflecting on their business, so they need to know that you can do what they're putting you out there to do. So this test was, uh, it wasn't hard. I wouldn't call it hard. It took a long time and I didn't finish it. And the lady said, don't worry if you don't finish because most people don't finish. The thing with it was, is uh, they want you to hand code as much as you can. And I'd said that I do hand code. Uh, I don't hand code everything. And after taking this test, I've realized that I actually hand code a lot less than I thought I did. I hand code when it's absolutely necessary. And it's not a bad thing either. It's good to know how to hand code in case you don't have some kind of WYSIWYG editor at your disposal. But every day I work in Dreamweaver. And the way I've learned to work in Dreamweaver is to use the tools that they give you because they're much faster. Meaning when I want to make some CSS, if I want to make a CSS file or even just make a couple of styles in the same document that I that I'm make them in line with the document that I'm working in, it's easier for me to just use the tool that they have and say new CSS style and then click different checkboxes or put in different values in the, in the in the value boxes. It's easier for me to do that than to actually just type it out. And one of the reasons for that is I'm not very fast at typing. The other reason is I haven't memorized all these things. And it kind of goes, it's a double-edged sword because because I've used these tools, that's why I don't readily know all the tags and, and I can't just type it out from memory. But like I said, I can get this done faster using the tools. So why not do that, right? It's more productive that way. But again, I mean, they're just trying to assess my skills and see how much I can hand code and see what I could do. So basically this was uh, setting up three pages of a site uh, using CSS and HTML. It was pretty basic. There was some CSS styles for the type. It used some div tags to set up like a header and a main body. And a, I think there was a footer as well. Use some uh, CSS to position things in exact points by using like X and Y coordinates. Um, and they told you everything you're supposed to do. They tell you, you know, what kind of fonts this font is for this particular thing. And it needs to be 12 point and it needs to be bold and this color. They tell you all that. So basically all you're doing is showing that you can code that out. So I got through most of two pages and uh, didn't get to the third page, which included uh, a form that I was supposed to set up. But uh, as she said, don't worry about it if you don't finish, whatever. So basically uh, she'll go over those and, and I'm still waiting to hear back on that. But that's pretty much it. Once I finished that test, I was all done. Uh, I was free to go. And as I said, she was going to go over the the results of that test and all the other things that we went over that day and get back to me and uh, start the process, start looking for some potential employers. Uh, I actually signed up for the freelance work offsite. I told her that I actually do it already with my company, that I come home after hours and I, I work on freelance stuff. And, and that was something that, that sounded good to her. So she was going to search for that for me. 
One last thing, they have another site. Once I actually signed up with them, they gave me like a personal site. It's something that you don't get just by signing up, registering on their regular website. It's something a little more than that, but it's kind of the same thing. It has your same personal profile, your resume on there, has a, an area where you can put portfolio pieces. And I think the difference between this and most sites that let you put up images or samples is it has areas for you to actually explain things about the piece, kind of like I was talking about I did with them. You tell certain problems that you faced and how you solve them, uh, what kind of applications you use to build the certain piece, and just certain things like that that you need to tell. It also has an area to write some info about yourself, kind of like a marketing blurb that you can write about yourself. And also one of the other things that you get when you sign up with something like this is uh, you get perks. You get discounts at different things. They actually had Apple discounts. They had discounts at training places, all kinds of things that are going to help you out. I think they had a discount for InDesign Magazine as well, things that are going to help you become a better designer. So that's that's something else to look forward to if you use a service of this type. All in all, I thought it was a, a pretty good experience. Obviously, we have to wait and see where it goes and see uh, if if anything comes out of it to know whether it's it's worth it or not. But I thought this would be a pretty cool thing to do to be able to share with you guys because uh, I know I've shared some other things. I've used websites before that are supposed to be able to get you freelance work. It didn't work. Uh, I was very disappointed with that, and I had to pay for it. Uh, this is absolutely free, and if anybody wants you to pay for a service like this, then you definitely need to do more research because there are there should be places out there that don't charge you because they make their money when you start working for them. So uh, definitely look for that, but uh, we'll see where this goes, and I'll... I'll Definitely have some updates on it and uh, let you know how, how everything turns out. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. Our tip for today is don't believe the hype. You hear a lot of people talking about a lot of things, and this goes for me too. I've said it many times, I probably haven't said it in a while, but I am not an expert. I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. I give you my opinion. You either take it or leave it, but it's it's definitely not fact. So if I tell you something doesn't work, like I used a website that didn't work to get jobs, that doesn't mean it, it won't work for anybody. That just means it didn't work for me and I don't recommend it. If it's something that, that you think you want to try, you need to try it. Especially if it's free, try away. Because only good can come from you gaining more knowledge by actually going out and doing something. Kind of like this thing that we talked about today. It's something that I've wondered about before and wondered if it would work. So I'm giving it a shot. Uh, the worst that can happen, I will not get any freelance work from it. I'll stay in my same job doing the same thing that I do right now and that's just fine. I'm not going to lose anything. But uh, you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage if you're not even going to try something just because somebody said that it didn't work for them or they say that it sucks. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Since we're on the topic of job searches and finding jobs and finding work, uh, I thought uh, a good bullpen entry would be this website that I found. It's actually associated with the How magazine or How Design. And uh, you can find that at HowDesign.com. And that's actually a, a good site to go to as well. But I'm actually focusing on their job bank. And that one is at howdesign.com slash jobs. 
And it's a job bank where employers can put up jobs. So obviously it's a good place for you to go to find some jobs. What it says on the top is the complete career resource for job seekers, employers, and students. So again, if you've ever used something like Creative Hot List, which is another one that we had in the bullpen, same kind of thing. You can put in keywords, you can put in your area if you want to work in the area that you're at, or if you want to work in a different area, you put in that area, uh, what kind of salary you're looking for, and then you can go through and, and see what's out there for you to apply for. And it's just a good way. I think it's a better way to look for a job is to go to these actual design sites. That way you don't have to kind of wade through all the other stuff, all the other normal jobs out there that we're not going to, we're not going to consider taking. It, it gives you just the design jobs, usually design and marketing, but creative type of jobs that you might be able to apply for. So check that out when you have some time. Just real quick before we get out of here, uh, again, please tell all your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your schoolmates, tell anyone who wants to listen about these podcasts tell them what you think. Uh, if you think they're great, tell them that. If you don't think they're great, well, maybe just keep your mouth shut. Uh, anyways, uh, tell people about this. That's the only way that we can get the message out. Like I said, I don't have money for advertising, so this is how we make it go. Also, the new email campaign, the thing that we're starting here, send an email to, uh, to the email that I give you and uh, tell them some nice things about the show. Maybe we can get some press out of it. Uh, the email for this first campaign is stepeditor at dgusa.com. That's stepeditor at dgusa.com. And again, that'll be in the show notes if you want to just go up there and then click on that. And that'll be an easier way to send it and make sure you don't send it to the wrong place. You can contact me as you always can several ways. You can email me at adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can go to myspace.com slash rookie designer. You can use the call in line 619-573-4043. Don't forget to add a one and the country code if you're outside the United States. You can also Skype me at username Titan Strides. And if you do that or use the call in line, it'll go to a message machine and you can leave me a voicemail and tell me anything you want. But uh, if you have any suggestions for the show, if you have topics that you'd like to suggest, um, anything at all, if you have a question for me, please use any of those ways of contacting me. Uh, you can also go up to the forum, which is a great way to do it. RookieDesigner.com slash forum. You can go up there, uh, talk to designers all over the world and get your questions answered and also just talk about design in general or maybe talk about things other than design. I really recommend that you do that if you're not registered on there. There's some great people up there. Uh, conversations have been going pretty well lately. Uh, if you are registered, please get up there and post. That's what it's for. It's not, it's not a popularity contest. It's not just so you can say that you're part of the forum. It's for you to actually talk to these people. So please do that if you have a chance, if you have some time during the day. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, new listeners, please, if you haven't heard the older shows, and particularly the ones that aren't on the feed anymore, you go to rookiedesigner.com slash archive, and you'll find the first 1 through 20. Uh, I still have yet to move more into the archive off of the feed, but that will happen soon. But uh, you can get those back episodes on uh, rookiedesigner.com slash rookie slash archive. I think I actually said it wrong the first time. But just go to the rookiedesigner.com slash rookie. And then if you look in the top navigation bar, you hit the archive button. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. 
especially those of you who have been with me for the long haul. And just remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's Straight off 